urban legend. Now when you hear that, you may think of something scary, or maybe a ghost, or maybe even a spirit. Although not all urban legends are true, some maybe, some maybe not. In this podcast, we'll be talking about one of the creepiest, most horrifying killers. Jeff the Killer. Just, just don't go to sleep. <laughs> but if you are not able to handle scary, intense, or bloody images, you may want to leave. You've been warned. Jeff and his family had just moved into their new house. His dad had just gotten a promotion at work and he thought it'd be best if they'd move in one t- into one of those fancy neighborhoods. Jeff and his brother Lou couldn't complain though. A new, better house. What was not to love? As they were getting unpacked, one of the neighbors came by. Hello, she said. I'm Barbara. I live across the street from you guys. Well, I just want to introduce myself and my son, Billy. She turns around and calls her son over. Billy, these are new neighbors. Billy said hi and ran back to play in his yard. Well, said Jeff's mom. I'm Margaret. This is my husband, Peter. And my, these are my two sons, Jeff and Lou. They each introduced themselves, and then Barbara invites them to her son's party. Jeff and Lou were about to eject, but their mother said they loved to. When Jeff went up to his mother, he said, Mom, why'd you invite us to some kid's party? They haven't noticed. Oh, some dumb kid. Jeff, said his mother. We just moved here. We should show that we want to spend time with our neighbors. We're going to that party, and that's final. Jeff was about to object, but he stopped himself. He couldn't say otherwise. When his mother says something's final, it's final. He walks up to his room and plops on his bed. He gets this strange feeling. Not so much a pain, but like a weird feeling. He dismisses it, and his mom calls him down for dinner. The next morning, he wakes up to his mom calling him down for breakfast. Jeff and Lou were eating breakfast, he gets that feeling again, because of a slight tugging pain. He dismisses it again and starts to walk into the bus stop. When they arrive to the bus stop, they hear a rolling noise. As they sit down, kid on a skateboard comes flying in only inches above their laps. Jeff and Lou jump back in surprise as Jeff says, Hey, what the heck, kid? Kid kicks up his skateboard and says, Well, well, well. Looks like we have some new meat. Suddenly, two other kids have come up behind him. One is super skinny while the other one is huge. Well, since you're new here, I'd like to introduce us. Over there is Keith. Now look at this skinny kid. He has a dopey face you would expect to have a sidekick to have. And he's Troy. Now look at the fat kid. Talk about a total lard. This kid looks like he hasn't been exercising since he was crawling. And I, says the kid, I'm Randy. Now, for all the kids in the neighborhood, there's a small price of bus fare. If you catch my drift. Lou got up ready to punch the light out of the kids' eyes, and his friends pulled knives on Lou. I had hoped to be more cooperative. But Lou's still gonna have to do things the hard way. Jeff can get that feeling again. That's truly strong. Burning sensation. Kid goes up to Lou and takes his wallet. Jeff goes up and says, Listen here, you little punk. Get my bro's wallet or else. Randy pulls a knife. Oh yeah? What are you gonna do? 
Just as he says that, Jeff snaps. He pops the kid in the nose. The kid reaches for his face, but reaches for his face. But Jeff grabs his wrist and breaks it. He starts rushing at him, but, but Jeff grabs a knife and stabs him in the arm. Troy tries rushing him, but Jeff's too quick. He doesn't even need a knife. Pushes him in the stomach. Troy falls down, vomiting all over the place. Louis can only look in amazement at Jeff. J Jeff, how, how did you? That's all he says. They, they see the bus coming and they knew they'd be blamed for the whole thing. They booked it to school. Lou thought of it as his brother just beating up a few kids. But Jeff knew it was more. He got that feeling to hurt someone. He thought it was scary, but it felt good to him. The next day, Jeff woke up to the doorbell being rung. He saw two officers and his mother at the door. Jeff? These officers say that you attacked three kids. It wasn't a regular fight. That they were stabbed. Stabbed. Sorry. Jeff's gaze fell to the floor, showing that it was true. Mom, you were the ones who pulled the knives on me and Lou, Jeff said. Son, said one of the cops. There were three kids, one stabbed, one with a bruise on his stomach, and witnesses say that you fled the scene. Now what does that tell us? Off... Officer, it was me. I beat up those kids, Jeff said. Well, it looks like a year in JDC. Just as he says that, Lou bursts out of his room, holding a knife. Wait! The officers pull their guns. It was me. I beat up those little punks. Not the marks to, mark the marks to prove it. Lou lifts up his sleeve to reveal several cuts and bruises. So showing signs of a struggle. Okay, just put the knife down, says one of the officers. Lou drops the knife and walks over to the cops. Wait, no, Lou, I did it. Just says, <laughs> poor Bo trying to take to blame for what I did. Well, take me away, says Lou. Lou, tell them it was me. It's too late. Just walked out to sleep. The cops sped off with Lou inside. Jeff was now in tears. His dad pulled into the driveway and asked what's wrong. Jeff couldn't speak. His vocal cords are strained from crying. His mother pulls his dad inside to tell him it was the bad news. The next day, Jeff's wake up, Jeff wakes up to his mother. Jeff, it's the day. What's, what's today? Jeff says he, as he gets out of bed. Why, it's Billy's party. Jeff is now fully awake. Mom... Don't expect me to go some kid to some kid's party after says Jeff, we know it's Lou, you can stop. We all miss him. Now get up and get ready. Wear something nice. Jeff feels down to his mom. I don't have any fancy clothes. Just pick something Mother yells back. He finds a white jacket and some black dress pants to wear. Someone what nice. Jeff walks down the stairs to, be, to see his parents. Way overdressed. He wearing that? No time to change, we're gonna be late, says his mother. When they arrive, Barbara opens the door. There's no, no kids in sight. The kids are in the back, says Barbara. And Jeff goes out back. He sees dozens of kids. Boarding around, shooting each other with toy guns. Then... He hears a rolling noise, a familiar rolling noise. 
just as he realizes Jeff sees three kids jump over the fence on skateboards. Hello, says Randy. Seems we have some unfinished business, Jeff. Looks at Randy. Say we're even. I beat you all up and got my brother sent to JDC. Oh, I don't go for even. I go for winning. Just then, he pulls a knife. All the parents come rushing out, as they did. Troy and Keith both pull out guns. No one interrupts or guts will fly. Keith says. Randy then tackles Jeff, punching and kicking him on the ground. Come on, Jeff. Fight me. I was the one who got your brother sent to JDC, and you're just going to let him ride in there for a whole year? Be ashamed. Jeff gets up and forces Randy off of him. Finally, gets up and fights. When he said that, Jeff snapped. Tackles Randy. Pun punching him. Both starts gushing out. Punch after punch after punch. So Randy lays there still on the ground. No more noise from his breath. He's dead. Troy rushes Jeff, but Jeff pulls a towel rack off the wall and smacks Troy with it, knocking him out. Jeff tries to hit Keith, but he's more agile than Troy and ducks under it. He grabs a bottle of vodka and smashes it over Jeff's head, covering him. Keith pours bleach on him, hoping to get in his eyes, but fails and Jeff punches him in the jaw, knocking him into the ground. Keith starts laughing. What? What's so funny? Jeff says. It's funny, you have bleach and vodka over you. Jeff's eyes widen as Keith flips off the wire and throws it at him, setting him on fire. Jeff falls in the pool and goes un un unconscious. T two days later, Jeff wakes up in a bed, not being able to see because of the bandages around his face. He tries to get up, but falls. The nurse walks in. Oh, honey, you shouldn't be up right now. She helps him back into the hospital bed, and he falls asleep. Two more days later, he wakes up to his mom and dad, and the doctor talking around him. His mother goes up to him. Jeff, after Randy admitted to starting the fight, they let Lou go. He's here now. Jeff perks up. Lou hugs him, and the doctor interrupts. interrupts. Well, he's ready to have his bandages removed. They start to remove them, and there's a last wrap is near. The doctor says... Well, let's hope for the best. The last bandage falls off, and the nurse screams in horror. What? what? What's wrong with my face? He goes to the mirror, sees his leathery, pale, all-white face. His lips, red. Pure red. Lou walks up to him. J Jeff, it's, it's not that bad, says Lou. N not bad? Perfect. He starts to laugh maniacally. D Doctor, is there something wrong with my son? Y you know, in the head? His mother says, No, he is perfectly fine. It's probably just a side effect from the painkillers we gave him. Okay, says his mother. That night, Jess' mother wakes up to a laughing noise, like a giggling. She goes to the bathroom to see Jeff, carving a wide, horrendous smile into his face. She holds in her screams. He turns to see her. His eyes were bordered in black. Hey, mommy. He said in a blood-curdling voice. Quiet. Creepy. 
aren't I beautiful? Yes, honey. Let me go get your father so he can see. Okay, mommy. She rushed her room. She woke up his father. Honey, go get the shotgun. Just gone met. Jess was in the doorway, holding a knife. You lied to me, mommy. He said before plunging into the knife into both of their chests. Who woke up from noise? He tried to go back to sleep, thinking it was just a bad dream. Jeff then covered his loose mouth and said, Shh, just go to sleep, slowly plunging the knife into a loose chest. Excerpt from a local newspaper. Ominous unknown killer is still at large. After weeks of unexplainable killings, this unknown killer is still on the rise. One boy survived one of the killer's attacks and bravely shares his story. I woke up at midnight because I had a bad dream. I noticed my window was open. I got up and shut it once more. When I got back in bed, I, I saw him. I nearly jumped out of my bed. There, in a little ray of light coming from my curtain, a dark figure. His eyes were bordered in black. A giant smile going across his face. After what felt like an hour of staring, he said a simple phrase, but only in a way a madman could speak. Go to sleep. I screamed. That's what sounded at me. I kicked. I punched. I couldn't get him off of me. That's when my dad burst in with a 12-gauge shotgun. He answered at the man. He almost got him, but the man threw his knife into my dad's shoulder and ran out into the hall as he heard police sirens. I heard glass shattering. I looked at the window that he had broken as I saw a figure running into the woods. Please, if you see anyone that fits the description, contact your local police, police department. Although this may not sound true, many people have reported a man in all white hoodie and big smile. His eyes were bordered in black. Is this a prank on us? Or is this really a psycho killer we're dealing with? <laughs>